Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. brought your Bibles, we are going back to the book of James. I think I heard somebody's voice in the room just say, does he not notice other books in the Bible other than James? (laughs) Well, let's go to the book of James chapter 1. We're going back to verse 19. That's where we were last week. We're going to wrap this thing up uh, tonight. James chapter 1 verse 19. Let's go ahead and start here. It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger, listen, our anger does not bring the righteous life that Christ desires. Let that sit there just for a minute. Anybody with angry today? Okay, I'm by myself. God, I apologize. I repent. I ask for forgiveness for what I did today and for probably how I will fail tomorrow. How many, how many, how many, that's you sometimes. God, I'm, I'm just go ahead and get the I'm sorry out of the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Therefore, verse 21, therefore get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Verse 26, if anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure fault and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, say, I'm pretty sure this message is going to be for me. No, 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 me. No, no, don't, don't be pointing fingers at them. Just tell them, say, I'm pretty sure this message is going to be for me. It's going to be for me. Because what we're talking about and what we're looking at and the, and, and the subject that we're, we're, we're leaning into is listening better and doing more. So I need you to lean in a little bit tonight, okay? Lean in and listen better so we can do more. And what is so interesting to me is anytime we start putting the focus on areas of listening better so that we can do better or do more, we, we start putting a focus on an area that is working against us. Anytime, anytime you say, what's stopping me from being a better listener? What's stopping me from doing more for Christ? Well, it's, it's because we are so inundated as a society with information. Everybody say information. We live, we live in a society where there is more self-help books. There is more self-help apps. You can go to YouTube and, and, and fix anything. You can build a car, I'm sure. I, I've never felt the need to do it, but I, if, I, if I got that wild hair, I'm sure I could go and figure out how to build a car or maybe remove an engine. Actually, I'll pay somebody to do that because I need my ride to still roll when I'm done. And the church said, amen. 
Absolutely. We've got more self-help apps. We, we, know, we know how to, to, to make this and how to fix that, how to make walking tacos. Hello. How to be, I mean, who came up with that anyway? Probably somebody who was lazy and didn't want to have to fool with dishes. Just put it in a chip bag, crunch it all up, and just eat it. Like a pig, I, I don't know, but 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 how to? How, we, we, there's so much information. How to be better at this, and and how to stop doing that. We are people on information overload. Have you ever been to a conference? Ever been to you, you, for work? You have to go to a way to, to to for training. Anybody ever? And and then they overload you with all kinds of information. You leave there not excited about going and getting the job done and doing it. You're like. Oh my God, can I have a vacation for like three days from all that information you just poured into my head? You know what I'm saying? We are on information overload. Matter of fact, some people in the room, you, you may be this person, you're addicted to it. I mean, you, you, you're on every app, you're looking up stuff on computer, iPads, iPhones, whatever you got. I mean, you're just, give me information. How many know, has ever heard the, the saying that uh, 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 too much of a good thing could be bad for you? Information is great. But too much of a good thing could be bad for you. Why? Because information without application is useless and a waste of time. You can, we can come in here and hear all about Jesus and, and all about the things He's called us to do. And we can hear all that, but if we're not doing anything with that information, we're wasting our time. It's kind of like when I got my new ride lawnmower. Uh, sure, I got a pamphlet. You know us guys, we don't look... We don't, we don't read Christmas. We ain't looking at instruction to put nothing together. If the table's got one leg missing, oh well, just lean it up against the wall and just, you know, don't sit on that side of the table. That's for the plant to look pretty. Don't put no weight on it, table will fall, right? That's how we do. But, but, but for my, my riding lawnmower, if I just went out there and rode around in my yard, I'm going to have some pretty track marks and tire marks. You know, the blade, the, 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 the grass blades will lay down, but they're going to come back up in a couple days. You know what I'm saying? But as far as just leveling it all off, if I don't engage the blade, hello, I can get all the information. I know how to do this. I can ride my lawnmower around my yard. But if I don't engage or apply the blade, I, I, it's a waste of time. And so many people fill up churches all over the world, and specifically in America, and we gather all this information, but we don't do anything with it. I mean, we go to, we go to marriage conferences in Gainesville. It's tons of information in two days. But if we don't take it and bring it back and apply, you, your marriage is still going to be just as jacked up, if not worse, than it was when you got on the bus and rode to Gainesville. you got to apply this stuff. you got to apply. I mean, I know when we come back, she's, she's waiting to see how many of the, the, the things, the check marks, the things that we learn. I know she don't have to tell me. I know she's looking to see if I'm going to apply some of the things that we learn. That was y'all's time to say amen. Yeah, because that's, that's a good thing. That's, that's a good thing. But, but, but don't be deceived. Daddy's watching too. <laughs> Daddy's watching to see how many of those things she does for me. Mm, okay, anyway. So, so I told you that one of the most common, one of the most common um, conversations that, that happens in the gym uh, when you work out and stuff is, um, is specifically if you're just standing around looking at weights, if you're just standing around looking at equipment, the one phrase you're always going to hear is this. You going to do something with that? I mean, and, and they're asking for one or two reasons. Either number one, you're in the way. <laughs> you're stopping them from, from progressing on what they want to do, right? Little guy, big guy, he's like, you going to do something with that? Or they see potential in you, and they're like, "Are you going to do something with that? Like, are you just going? To, you can't grow unless you do something with it." It's the same thing in the church. We can't grow in our walk, in our faith, unless we do something with it. Just nudge your neighbor, and say, "You going to do something with this?" 
And I know most of the messages in the, that I share from the platform are not about saving faith. They're not about you uh, uh, learning or, or being saved. Okay, I, I know that just like James, when he was writing this to the church, it's, it's to a group of people that he already knows, hey, they're born again, they're saved. Pretty much most of the time, the things that I like to share is practical faith. The stuff that you can use in your everyday life. You know, instead of instead of you know wanting to take a chair and do a WWF wrestling move on your boss and knock them in the head, you know how they do with the chairs. You know what I'm saying? Instead of doing that, you'll begin praying for your boss. Father, I pray for him. You can't you can't pray and still be mad for somebody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't I don't always practice that, um, but when I have, my heart has changed. So you know, take that for what it's worth. But but we need to listen better. And do more. James is giving us clear instruction. Everybody say instruction. That's what we're getting tonight. He's give, James was giving the church then. And he's giving us today clear instruction and practical stuff. He said in, in early in chapter 1, he said, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through temptations. Stop trying to get out of the trial. Stop trying to get out of the test. God is trying to, trying to grow something in you through that. Because I told you last week, we're quick to want to get out of temp- get out of trials and run from tests, but we want to give in to temptation. We need to stay in the test and get the heck out of dodge when it comes to temptation. Because that'll be a test, I promise, you'll fail. <laughs> There's no help for that. Oh me. I'll just fill the blank in right there. But he goes on to say, as you continue on your faith journey, as you are gaining the knowledge, this is what James is saying, do something with it. All this information, do something with it. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16 tonight. Proverbs chapter 16. See, I did know there was other books in the Bible other than James. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 20 says, Whoever gives heed, everybody say heed. Heed or gives attention to or puts their focus on instruction, they prosper. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. In the Lord, we all want to prosper, whether it's financially, whether it's on our business, on our job, with our family. We want to, we want to be prosperous. We want, we want God's favor. So what do we have to do? Heed instruction. We all want to be blessed. We all want God's favor. What, what, what do we have to do to, to what do we have to do to, to be blessed? It, it, it said it right there in the verse. Trust God. That doesn't mean trusting when you, you, you know how everything's going to work out. That means trusting when, when, when the jobs that you thought you needed or the jobs you thought you had lined up, they're not there at the moment or they disappeared. you got to trust God. When, 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 when your bank account is low and you and you got these bills that are laid out over the desk, you're like, I don't know, but God, I trust you. See, he says, then you'll be blessed. That doesn't mean he's going to rain down manna from heaven and, and drop di- uh, dollar bills and coins in your account. Could he? Sure. There's no, there's no cash in heaven, though. It's all down here. But, 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 but it just says, if you want to be blessed, trust God. How are we doing with that, church? How are we doing with trusting God with our lives? Trusting God with our relationships? Trusting God with our kids? I mean, we got two teenage girls. They're, they're 19 and, and 19 or 19 and 20. I don't even know. I lost count. I like to lose count because I know that crazy stuff happens after they reach 15. We're trying to hold Angela Grace down. But 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 I gotta trust God with my girls that they're not even they're not even in our house anymore. They're 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 both in Alabama. We got we gotta trust God. Trust, trust God. So how do we do this thing called listening better? It was the point number one that I gave you last week. It was no shocker. It probably was to some of you. But how do we how do we listen better by talking less? 
talking less. I was flipping through Twitter today, as I normally do, to find uh, notes and stuff. I'm just kidding. I look for the, in the word for that. But I did, I, did, I did come across this quote from Walt Disney. It said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. <laughs> it's not real deep, but doggone, if we could, get, if we could just do, practice that, just put that into play, we, we may get somewhere in life. Quit, 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 quit talking and begin doing. James is saying to be quick to listen and slow to speak. He's saying before you can do, you've got to listen. Before you can do, before I go out there and ride on that ride lawnmower, I need to know how to flip the PTO. I need to know how to flip the blade so that I, that I actually utilize that piece of equipment in the way that it was designed. Too many Christians are running around utilizing their equipment, utilizing their, their vessels in a way that it was never designed or created for them to do. Oh, me. Oh, me. Before we can do anything for God, we've got to be sure that we get from God. How do we get from God? By sitting with God. Last week I had a, a mini little uh, uh, living room set. And, and before we can get, before we can go do something for God, we got to get from God. I got to get some substance. I can't give you what I don't have. So I asked the question last week, where are you spending time with God? Where are you getting quality time with Him? Well, well, I get it when I come to church and, and you and your dad, you bring forth the word. And, and No, no, no. I told you last week, there, many distractions happen in the house when, when even though the word's coming out, there's all kinds of things that, that are trying to distract you from, from hearing God's word. Something that I learned a long time ago, and I, I, know, I know you're like, why do you always go to y'all's relationship? Well, because the, the word says that we are the bride of Christ. She's my bride. We together are his bride. We're the church. So, so pretty much how that relationship should line up is kind of like this relationship should line up. So I go to that a lot. But, but see, because we're in ministry, she's like, oh my God, what's he thing to say? It's going to be cool, I promise. Uh, something that, w- that we've had to work through because we're in ministry and our, our lives are real public, a lot of the majority of the time when we spend together is with people. We may go watch a movie or we may go watch a football game with, with people. Like, and, 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 and I'm like, hey, we spent time together. But how many knows that's not what she needed? She needs me by myself. And it's 14 and a half years later. Now do I realize we don't always have to double date with people. We don't always have to have a group of people with us. We, we need to be, though that's great and we still want to do that. But there are times we need to be by ourselves. And the church said, yeah, you better say Amen. Help a brother out just a little bit. But it's the same way with God. There's something about when I designate time with her, it gets her attention. And most of the time, Daddy can get what he wants. I don't do that as a, as a motivation to get what I want. But how many knows, it just kind of, if you plant a seed, you're going you're gonna to get a harvest. I plant seeds all the time. I, like I'm planting it right now, hoping for a harvest. But it's the same way with God. I wasn't trying to get personal. I'm just being funny. But, but it's the same way with God. You get his attention even more when you designate time and go, hey, I, I, I know you love me to go and hang out and do all those things, but I need to spend time with God. That's why I had that living room set. Where is the place that you've created or you've designed? It can't just be when you're driving down the road. There's distractions. That's good. He'll show up in your car. The Holy Spirit will show up. But he needs to know, where's the time where you just sit by yourself? I'm talking to me now. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to me. Because you looking at, I, I, I'm, 
All the letters of the alphabet. ADHD, ADDD, whatever, whatever. Like, I get distracted real easily, in case y'all didn't know. So, so, so for, me to, for me to sit down with him, my, my phone can't even be in the room. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, it just went off. No, it needs to be somewhere else. I'm trying to help somebody. you got to find a place where there are no distractions. That you just sit and be alone with the Father. When I get with God, I've got to remember to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because a lot of times when I get with him, I got a lot I need to tell him. Hey God, you know I need da 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 He just, no, will you just sit in his presence? There's a lot of times that I'll be glad and I'll be so excited when we get a full band that we don't have to move through worship so fast just because the track's saying we got to move. I just want to sit in his presence. How many of you have that same? Where, God, I just, I just want to be in your presence. Everybody say quick to listen. Quick to listen. Absolutely. When, when we are faced with trials and difficulties, we must get in his presence. We must get in his presence and say, God, I need to hear from you so I know what to do. Not, God, I, I, God I'm in the middle of crisis, and then, but then you still try to go work it out. No, God, I need to hear from you here. So I know what to do when I get there. Instead of, God, I got issues. Let me see if I can work this out. <laughs> you know, and a lot of times we don't even tell him. We just look, throw our hands up and go, it's your fault. And we're still trying to fix this thing. No, if you got issues in your marriage, if you got issues on your job, if you got issues with your kids, if you'll come back here to wherever your place is and go, God, I, need, I don't want to make the first move. I don't want to say one word until I hear from you and know how to respond to this situation. Because your response is going to get me a whole lot further than my response without you. Is that not the truth? And, and, and we're, we're hard-headed. I, I, number, number numero uno right here. I'm hard-headed. But are we listening to what God is saying? I think too often the only time we approach God is when we, when we, when we, want to, when we got something on the agenda. And He's like, that stuff don't even, I'm not even worried about that. I've got some stuff I want to give you that, would, that, that you won't even have to worry about that stuff. That's, that's what I want. I want to get to a place where what I'm going through, okay, whatever. It won't even matter. God, you give me what you want from me. Amen? Absolutely. Something else that I found out about relationships, that in deep relationships, it's okay to, be, to sit in silence. Y'all hear that cricket? Is that somebody's phone going on? That was like way too, that was like way too scary. <laughs> God has such a sense of humor. But it's true. When you're in deep relationship, it's okay to sit in silence. I mean, I remember before I met her, actually before I ever moved away from Chiefland, and I was dating and stuff, and I remember uh, 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 when I first did the whole phone call first thing before we'd actually went out, you know, you call and feel things out or whatever. I remember actually having questions I would write out because I wanted the conversational flow. I wanted it like I didn't I was nervous about that, you know, that quiet time. So I had it all edged out. What's your favorite color? You know, all that stuff to keep the conversation going. God forbid if we ran through all the questions and she still wanted to talk. <laughs> but it's the same way with God. We get nervous. We get nervous when 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 things get quiet. I mean, and, and, and when I took that same 
thinking process from my teenage years, I took it into my dating relationship in my 20s with Amy. I was the same way. I, I, would write, I did not like for there to be silence. And we're the same way with God. We get nervous if he's not talking. So what do we do? We talk. But, but how, how are we going to be quick to listen and to, to be able to do more? First thing we got to do, talk less. Talk less. When was the last time you just sit in silence with God? Listen, we, 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 we want to do big things for God. We, we do. As a ministry, we want to do big things for God. For me and my family personally, aside from Forward Church, we want to be a part of what the big thing. How many knows that when God does something, He does it big? He doesn't do anything small. So that's why whenever we do something, I, I always want to make sure that what we're doing is so huge. I mean, if it's not making me nervous, the vision is not, the vision's not big enough. I, I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be like, dear God, I need you because this will never get done without you. Okay? So, so we want to do big things. I wrote this down. This was incredible. We will never be a church that does amazing things for God if we haven't first gotten along with God to hear His voice and capture His heartbeat for the lost, the hurting, and the broken. We will never do big things for God if we haven't first got with God to find out His heartbeat for hurting people, for lost people, and for broken people. Because we got to know when lost people come in, we need to know how to minister to them without making them feel worthless. Hello. That's, that's our responsibility as leadership. When, when lost people come in, we need to make sure we're presenting the word in such a way. Same for you. That, I said for us in here, same for you when you're, when you're with people on the street. Okay? If they're lost, they don't know Jesus, you need to make sure that you're giving them the word in such a way that doesn't make them feel worthless. They already feel worthless. That's why they're not coming to the church because we presented the gospel that makes them feel worthless. you got to come way up here. What happened to the process? If, if, if God was expecting me to be perfect, then he, he might as well go ahead and take me out because I'm still in a process. You're going to watch me fall. You're going to pull up beside me in a light. You're going to see somebody cut me off, and you might see some anger come in my eyes. Oh, my God. That's Pastor Bradley. I didn't say my window went down and, and things started flying. I'm just saying... I, he, I'm not perfect. And neither are the lost people. We got to make sure we don't make them feel worthless for hurting people. We got to make sure that we don't crush their spirit. They're already hurt. How, how are we doing as a church when people are already coming with a crushed spirit and we want to make them feel worse? No, our job is to lift people up. I'm talking about listening better so we can do more. Because apparently what we've been doing ain't been working. And I'm not talking about forward. I'm not talking about first, second, third, fourth, fifth Baptist church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. What we've been doing and how we've been doing it has not worked. So it's important that we get this thing right. And for the broken, the, the word says to restore gently. Lest ye fall. Lest you fall in the same, the same manner. Restore gently. We get nervous when people fall. In the church, make bad choices. We get nervous. God's not nervous. And I'm standing with him, so I'm not going to be nervous. God's got this thing. But i got to make sure that, that I restore them gently, that I make sure that, I make, that, they, that they know that they're worthy, they're not worthless. God has put something inside of them, and i got to make sure that I don't crush their spirit. Because that crushes God's spirit. When I take advantage of, of, of the authority of God's word, and I use it in such a way that's almost condemning, God, God help me. Not never be that way, and God help us as a church. So how do we how do we how do we protect and how do we ensure we don't we don't minister that way by talking less? Because sometimes when preachers get up and we just let our mouth go, we can say all kinds of hurtful things, disgusting things, all kinds of things that, that cause people not to want to be in church. 
So if we talk less, we'll be able to listen better and we can do more. Number two, I know y'all thought, is he ever going to get there? Number two, we've got to, how, how do I listen better so I can do more? Number two, inquire deeper. One of the quickest ways you'll get to know somebody is by asking them questions. Have you ever, have you ever met somebody and they start asking questions in all about your life and you automatically feel like opened up to them? Like because they genuinely care? It's the same way. We, we've got to be that. We've got to be that same way. Got to be that same way. All of a sudden, man, our hearts opened up and, and we feel like we can trust that person. I, I think it's I think it's 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 crucial in dating that we do this. I'm finna metal just for a minute, okay? Got a little time on metal just for a minute. I think it's crucial that so you understand we should do that in dating. I'm saying, I mean, I mean, you you want to you want to give your name away? You want to take somebody else's name? I mean, people are just getting married, and they have no idea who, who they're married to. There's no, there's no inquiring minds want to know. Oh, they want to know some other stuff. <laughs> but you, but you, need to, you need to have a set of questions. So when that guy pops up or that girl pops up, you got some questions. I got some questions or I had some questions. I told you all last week, when, whenever I first laid eyes on, she wasn't Mrs. Weber at the time, but I knew in my spirit she would soon become Mrs. Weber. But, 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 but when we first start talking, and we worked for the same company but separate departments. I got an email that came through. And one of the first things she asked me was, what's your plans in life? Where are you going? I was like, dude, it made me nervous because I was like, she ain't playing. <laughs> if you know her, you know she ain't playing. So, so you need to have some questions. I'm not talking about date number one. I'm talking about like eight, nine, ten dates down the road. You need to start asking stuff like, who are you? <laughs> like, who are you? What, what do you like to do for fun? What's your favorite color? Ask those questions. What happens when you get angry? Do you see red? You ever put hands on people? Ooh. You got any kids I need to know about? <laughs> How much debt are we talking about? When you use the word job, tell me what that means. Like, sh- sh- paint that picture. When you use the word job, what's that look like? Is there a location? Is there a paycheck? You paid your taxes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to get down with this thing. Because if not, we, we, then we get involved in a, in a relationship and, and things were cool in one area, but when life starts coming down the track, things ain't cool no more. We need to start inquiring deeper. Start asking some tough questions. Tough questions now will be less likely to have tough situations down the road. You ask the tough questions now, you won't have, you won't have all the heartache. Because heartache, there are some issues and things that will come, but, but there are some things you can't avoid if you'll take care of some preliminary things. There's some things as a church that we could take care of and be a lot easier if we take care of some preliminary things. If we inquire deeper. Somebody said, oh, you're talking about interrogation. Absolutely. In dating, in dating, in dating, in dating. Ask questions. Asking questions helps us to go deeper. We've got to talk less so that we can listen better to what God is saying. That's through prayer. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm, I'm painting a picture of how do you listen better so you can do more... You gotta find a place so you can you can pray. That's how that happens. And then we gotta inquire deeper. How do we inquire deeper? Through God's word. Through God's word. I've re- I've learned that repetition builds remembrance. The more times I hear something, the more times that if it's taken away, I'll still sing that tune. Y'all know. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. It's all that I really wanna be. Ansley hates when I sing this going down the road to school. I don't know why. Or, Fl- or, or Fred Flintstone. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. We're a... 
Uh, something like that. But, 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 but you see what I'm saying? Repetition builds remembrance. If you start forgetting what God's Word says, you need to get back into it. I don't like to read books, but we are on vacation. I started reading uh, on the most excellent way to lead. And I went, as I was going through, I, I wore out like two highlighters. I started highlighting stuff because chances are pretty good. I'm not going to go back and reread the whole thing. But there are some things in that book that I need to adapt to my life. And so when I, if I need to go back to it, I'm just going to go for the highlighted things because some of the other stuff is just the fluff. But I need that, that other, the high, I, need, I need the stuff that God said, focus on that so that you can become something better for me and you listen more so you can do more. Listen better and do more. So, 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 so repetition helps and builds remembrance. We've got to go back to God's word. Speaking of which, James chapter 1, 23, where we, we were just there. James, where'd you go, James? There you are, James. 23 said, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Listen, we all forget. We forget what the word... We, we can be, you can be a PK and forget what the word says and still go out and live like hell and do what you want to and hope you don't go there. That's my story. I'm just saying. But listen, I know God's word. I have the information, but I fail to apply the information. And because I fail to apply it, I don't see the fruit of transformation. I don't see a change in my life because I haven't actually applied it to my life. I haven't applied God's word to my situation. We all have crazy families and crazy situations. Life is crazy. And at you will always find the answer to what you're going through in God's Word if you'll just simply open up the book, find a place, and get with Him. What happens when, when we don't see the fruit of transformation? We get frustrated and we quit. I throw my hands up. I quit. I'm out. I, I'm not doing this. Listen, don't feel less than. If you hear anything I'm saying, that don't feel less than because you forget. We all forget. Hear the principle that if you keep forgetting, don't stop looking. Keep inquiring. Go deeper. Get into God's Word on a regular basis. Make it a habit. Make it a lifestyle. I mean, there's all kinds. We, we said it. There's all kinds of apps. You can put the Bible on your phone. You can put devotionals on your phone. We put devotionals on the church website for you every day. Pastor Bradley gets up real early every morning and make sure that I post that link on our, our church Facebook page so that you can see that. Because somebody said, I, I just don't... I, I know, just trying to go through and trying to find things that you're going through on your own, it can be difficult. It's a lot easier with Google now. Or just ask Siri. Siri knows everything. Not everything. I remember the other day, I don't even remember if I told this, but the other day I, something was going on. I was like, oh my gosh. And I don't know if I, I somehow activated Siri and her voice came on. I, I, I forgot what I was doing, but I was like, oh my gosh. And she said, sorry, Bradley. I'm, you're going to have to find another assistant for that. I was like, shut up. I didn't ask you. I was like, oh gosh, it's crazy. But, 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 so what I'm saying is, there's all kinds of ways that you can get into God's Word. There's books out there that, that arrived at the first of the month. There's devotional books on, on the guest service desk. Normally, they're gone within the first two weeks, they're still a stack. So I said, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get it. Get, pick up a book on the way out. That, that shouldn't even be left out there. Somebody grab a book. And say, I'm going to start using this thing. I've got to learn how to apply God's word to my life and my circumstances. It's the only way you're going to see change. If you apply it. You can read that stuff, but if you don't apply it, you're not going to see any transformation. 
It's, it's got to be a vital part of our life. Why? Because when we step out into, when we step out into this dark world, we have a tendency to forget what God says about us. You feel real good in here. You feel uplifted. But what's going to happen tomorrow when, when all hell's starting to come against you? I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap up. What, what, what are you going to do? You've got to remember what God says about you. In order to not forget what He says, I've got to keep looking at what He says. Man, I had to ask Paul to, to help me today. Anybody know what this is? Anybody know what this is? <laughs> Ansley saw it laying in my car when I picked her up from cheerleading price. She's like, Daddy, did you break your... No, I didn't. I, I got it from somebody else. Anybody know what this is? Sun visor. But how many knows... I'm going to go there, so don't, don't get mad at me. But how many knows that most ladies don't actually use this for what it's created for? It's created to block the sun from your eyes so you can see driving. But how many knows this is the side you... You can, you can, I can always tell who a female driver is if I go through the mall parking lot and I'm walking by empty cars. Why? Because this is open and the light's on. And what do husbands say? Close it so the battery don't run dead. I hate when I walk out in the garage, Amy Weber, and I see hers up in the, it'd be the middle of the night and, and, the, and the garage is glowing like there's aliens in there. Somebody say, where are you going with this? Because most of the time, I mean, y'all know, y'all have gotten so crafty at putting makeup on as you're, as you're driving down the road, doing this. But, but what, but what and, and you don't even just flip it up, take it and close it. No, y'all drive with it just like that. Why? You didn't change. There wasn't a storm in your car and, and, and the view changed. But what do we do? We always go back and look. Same thing with God's Word. When we forget what God's Word says about us, we got to get back to His Word. And, and say, He says, man, I'm more than a conqueror. His Word says... Oh, I'm facing all this stuff. But greater is He that is in me than the one who's coming at me right now in this world. Sometimes you've got you to say that stuff over yourself. What's His Word say? His Word says that I can go further. His Word says that, 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 His word says that He has plans for me. And that He wants to do more for me. That He, wants to, he has plans to prosper me. To give me hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11 God wants to do things for me. I need this stuff. So when I step out into the world and, and, and it's chaotic, I need to remember what God says about me. Y'all can say what you want to and, 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 and just blah, 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 blah. But God's word says that I'm more than a conqueror. God's word says that, 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 that he, he lays a table before me in the presence of all those people. Blah, 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 blah. See, see, you need to remember what God says about you. Get off Facebook. Sometimes you just got to take a break. And get in God's word. Sitting the other day trying to get my oil changed, and the news is on, and all this this stuff with the with the election. And I'm like, dear God, can I just? I want to go over this, unplug the TV from the wall. But I don't know what happened. I was getting so cranked. That thing got so much stuff on it. I'm not crying. That's dust or something off that thing. Sometimes you just got to take a break from life and get with the Father. Somebody say go deeper. Number three, draw closer. That's how we, this is how we listen better so we can do more. Number three, first one was talk less. Number two was inquire deeper. And the third one is draw closer. So if you want to listen better and you want to do more, then guess what? Shh, talk less. Inquire deeper. Inquire deeper and draw closer. Have you ever noticed the people that you hang out with the most, you start looking like them? Start laughing like them? Start dressing like them? Buy things like they do? You know what I'm talking about? 
That's why we need to, our goal is to look more like Christ. I'm not saying you got to wear sandals and don't cut your hair and grow a beard. I'm not saying you got to look like Jesus. Don't take it to the extreme. But if we'll hang out with him more, we'll begin doing things, saying things, talking like he did. Loving on people like he loved on people. Why? Because the people around us, the people around us that we're around, they rub off on us. But if I'm around Jesus, Jesus will rub off on me. I want to do more. I want to I draw close to Him. As we draw close to God and we spend more time with Him, He'll rub off on us. Listen, you're His child. You are His child. You belong to God. I know you feel like nobody cares and your life is worthless and nobody understands. You are a child of the Most High God. You're His son. You're His daughter. God wants to use you. Listen, church, standing in here this evening, midweek. God wants to use you to reach those around you. James 4.8 says, if we'll draw close to God, He'll draw close to us. So that's, that's, that's point number three. I've got to draw close to Him. Why? Because if I'll make the first move, He'll come, he'll come on in. He just wants to know, are you serious? How close is he? In closing. How close is he? How close is he? The Bible tells us about the prophet Elijah. And he had a showdown of over 850 prophets who, who, were, who were worshiping false gods. And, and Elijah refused to worship the false gods. So the queen, Jezebel, she, 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 was, she was mad. She wanted to kill him. Fear came over Elijah, so he ran and hid in the side of a mountain. Practically, the Bible says practically in 1 Kings. Go ahead and turn there, 1 Kings 19. Practically suicidal. And he cries out to God. This is what he says. Verse 9, chapter 19. And the word of the Lord came to him. And said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. That's why we come to church. So it's important when we come in, because God wants to pass by you. It's not just about we sing four songs on Sunday, we can take up a tithe, and then we do a message and hope you capture it. No, no, no. We want God to show up because he's, you've got to be ready because he's going to pass by. Then a great powerful wind, listen, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But, everybody say but. but. The Lord was not in the wind. See, we think he's God, he's almighty. Oh yeah, God showed up in the... It was God who tore that mountain apart. No, no, no. The word says God was not in the wind. The Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake... We're talking about how close is God. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. How close is God? When Elijah heard... Heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. God wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. After the earthquake and after the fire, there was a still, small voice. The Bible says there was a gentle whisper. Why would there be a gentle whisper? 
The gentle whisper of God is an indication that He is not far from you, but He's so close to you that He can whisper in your ear and you'll hear Him. If God speaks in the whisper, see, we think, well, I can be out here in the world and I can be doing all this stuff and, and I can be, you know, I, I'm doing all this stuff and, and if God needs my attention, like He did with Moses, He'll come in the burning bush and like, boom! No, no. He, sometimes He just wants to, just a gentle whisper. Hey, I'm with you. I know, I know, I know it's been tough, but you're not, you're not alone. I can't hear God speak to me at that decimal if I've got all this chaos going. That's why it's so important that I talk less. I inquire more. I inquire deeper. Get alone in His presence. And then I draw closer. I can't, I can't get intimate. Stay with me. I can't get intimate with her in front of a group of people. Just, just work with me. What, what, what needs to happen? We got we to gotta get alone. Well, see, God wants to be intimate with you. He wants to, he wants to whisper. I, I love when Amy just whispers in my ear. Rolls over in the morning. Good morning. You know what I'm saying? Can you start doing that? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. I'll be on the couch tonight. But it's true. It's the same way with God. He wants to be intimate with you. But you got to get away from the crowd. And we try, to, we try to work our relationship in a crowd with, with, our, with our church people. There's a time for that, but there's also a time that you, 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 you find a place by yourself. And I'm asking tonight, where's your place? Got to talk less. Stay out of other people's business. Stop talking. Listen. Inquire deeper and draw close. Let me remind some people as you're standing all over this room. Let me remind some people in this house. I don't know what type of pain you're going through. I don't know, what's, I don't know what kind of trial you're I don't. I don't know what's on your plate. I don't know. But let me remind you. You serve a God who's so close that he can whisper in your ear. And if you allow him to come close to you, if you'll get to a place where you'll draw close to him, he'll whisper in your ear and you'll be able to hear what the Father has to say. Can't be all out here and all the noise. Because God may be wanting to talk in a whisper. I love the cool things about God. But there's something about His intimate moments with me. There's something about the moments that, that, that capture me most when we're intimate. And He's telling me things about my life and areas that I need to work on. Because if we don't serve a God, He goes, You need to work on this and you need to change that. I'm going to kick you out of heaven when you get here because you messed up so much. No, He's like, Come on now. You know. That's, that's how he wants to talk. But see, I'll miss his instructions if I'm not listening. And I'm talking. We serve a God who is more than enough. And when he talks and whispers in our ear, faith can rise up inside of us. And we'll make it through. Some of you are facing a wall and you're like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to, I don't know how to go through. I'm looking for ways to go around. I'm looking for ways to turn around and do something different. Hello. Struggle's real. I don't want to do this anymore. God, you got something else for me? Maybe you changed your mind. No. When you spend time with him, he'll whisper and faith will rise up in you and you'll be able to make it through. We serve a God who is faithful in spite of what you're going through. In spite of what I'm going through. Listen. 
If I did not remember, if I didn't remember why God called us to Chiefland, if I didn't really believe that He called us to Chiefland, I love my family, my parents. But if I didn't believe He called me here, oh, we wouldn't stay. We wouldn't be here. Bradley, Bradley, Bradley had a great job in management. I was, I was good. I could just stay there and retire. The enemy will give you all kinds of ways to go. Maybe, maybe, maybe this, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you should shouldn't have done that. But I remember that God called me. How do I remember? Because I got in his word. Because I, I inquired deeper. God, are you sure? Bradley, I didn't change my mind. I didn't change my mind. Father, tonight, God, I thank you for your word. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue his purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.